you're about to listen to the profound word of God, ministered by Ty Adeshugba, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. Without a doubt, this will be a life-transforming experience as you acquaint yourself with the word of God and develop a rich and rewarding relationship with Him. This message will certainly shape your life, fulfill your dreams, and guarantee your success. I want to continue with my message and will be a quick one. It's called The Ultimate Helper. I am not going to try to duplicate what I did in the first service because even if I try, I may not succeed. So I'll just give you what I should give you in this service. Um, And I believe that it will be a blessing to you in Jesus' name. Nancy. I could just see you above everybody else. You stand out. Welcome back. I'm sure some people would have said, ah, is this your first time in worship tabernacle? <laughs> John chapter 14 and verse 16. John chapter 14 and verse 16. He says, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper, comforter, advocate intercessor, counselor, (laughs) strengthener, stand by to be with you forever. And Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, the same amplified, he says, but you shall receive power. Tap someone beside you, say, I have power. Uh, okay, bless them. Turn them. Say you have power. power. Switch to someone behind you. Say you got you got the power. <laughs> Tell someone else. Say I'm not powerless. You know. Now say to them. Say you're sitting beside a power generator. They walked into church. They didn't know that the person they're sitting beside has enough power to push them and move them from where they are. If you believe that, shout yeah! Hey, hey, hey. You, you, you. The ushers told you sit beside this person. You thought, what? You didn't realize that there's an electrical impulse that is passing from them to you that will make you move to a higher height. Someone say amen. Say I got the power. It says, but you shall receive power, ability, efficiency, and might when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends, the very bounds of the earth. He says, you will have so much power that when people see you, they will want to know who you really are. Are you following what I'm saying? You will, he says, you will be witness. A witness means you are a carbon copy and an example of your creator. Oh, you just missed it. You know, ladies, you know, when you see someone who does this hairstyle, you walk up to them and say, Oh, where did you, how did you do this? Where did you, because that person is carrying something you admire. 
and then you will get the number and you unfortunately will go and do a carbon copy except that it may not fit you but anyway the problem is not whether it fits you or not the problem is you asked uh, because you like the person or you see them in one high heel shoes or one dress I, oh I love your dress and just says where do you shop where do you go to uh, and, and then you go there because they are a witness they are carrying something that you like People will look at you and they will glorify the Father that is in you. He says you shall receive power. Last week I said the Holy Spirit is a person and not a mere presence. The Holy Spirit is not a take it. It's not a throw, throw, throw a, 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 a gown or a suit or a jacket and everybody starts falling. That's not, the Holy Spirit is not that. The Holy Spirit is a presence. It emanates from God. I said the simple issue is this, is that without the help of the Holy Spirit, no dreams can be fulfilled. Uh, the vision may be from God, but without the help of the Holy Spirit, that gives you the unction to function, it may remain tied down in obscurity. I, I said to you last week that don't deceive uh, into thinking that your ability can outdo the Holy Spirit because Samson tried that and he failed. And the Bible says in Zechariah 4, 6 that you will not succeed by your own strength or power but by my spirit, says the Lord. And last week we started to talk about the role of the Holy Spirit because when people talk about the Holy Spirit, they talk the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost, they start speaking about something that is like a figment of imaginations. They start to think, you start to think about something you saw in the film, Ghostbusters and all that kind of stuff. The Holy Spirit is not that. It's not that it will appear in the form of uh, stuff I saw sometime on the TV when one pastor on the internet, one pastor said, I see angels. You will see angels now. And then there's this white stuff that appeared and it looked like angels. Boy, I'm tired. It's just a funny thing. Christ is simple. Church is simple. Life is simple. It's not a religion. It's a relationship. And so God gives us enough equipment in our life that will help us. And one of the, the things he gave us is the presence of the Holy Spirit to help us. And one of the roles of the Holy Spirit, which I mentioned last week, it is the what? A divine what? Operator. It's a divine operator. And last week, I took a traveling bag to explain to people that you may carry the bag and carry the heavy load or the divine operator may just say, you know what, let me show you how you can carry that load in a comfortable way that you will be able to move faster and achieve better. Because the role of the Holy Spirit is to be able to allow us to operate in God's capacity. Uh, the, the role of the Holy Spirit as a divine operator is the one that brings help to us. And God is able to bring help to us in unusual places. The problem is, do we want to accept that help? And secondly, I did say, and I went on to say that the Holy Spirit is God's gift to us. And the Bible says that if ye being evil know how to give good gifts to, unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them who ask? That means the gift of the Holy Spirit is greater than any gift a child, a father or a mother can give a child. This week, I also want to talk another role of the Holy Spirit. is The Holy Spirit is what I call a divine generator. A divine what? 
So the first thing is a divine what? And then secondly is a divine what? Now, uh, some of you may not understand this. I tried to uh, explain it in the first service, but I could see a lot of people just didn't understand because of where, where you live and where you are. Uh, but basically where some people come from, like where my dad comes from, the country he comes from, which is uh, Nigeria, uh, things are a bit different. Elections are different. Uh, <laughs> things can come to a standstill without no generator. No generator, no ballot papers, no elections, nothing. Nothing happens. Nothing moves. Uh, and, 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 and where he comes from, there is not sufficient light. There is, but they've not made it available enough to be able to power the entire country. So if you ever go to the streets of Lagos in Nigeria, if you have the opportunity, the divine opportunity to go, uh, <laughs> you will find out that the house where you stay will determine how long you stay there. Because if you stay in a house where things are rationed, you will find out that at night you will sweat as if you have been in a furnace. Because if that house doesn't have enough funds to be able to keep that generator going on, you will probably pass out. But a generator in that place you find it nearly in every home. It is not a luxury. It has become a necessity. And what the generator does is that you can... Now it's, get, it's gone a bit sophisticated. When suffering comes, people have creativity. Because before, when I was growing up, when you have a generator, you have to pull it. Za, za. <laughs> pump like the oil to it you can spend 20 minutes pulling the whole stuff and then after you finish and then it comes on then somebody shouts oh they brought the lights back so you've just spent 20 minutes pulling something for nothing but what that does for many people is that without the generator you are at a standstill nothing moves you are obliterated. There is no power. No power. No power for no iPhone. In fact, having said, having said that, the smaller your phone, the more advantageous for you because it, it charges quicker. Uh, no phone, no business, nothing works without a generator. And if you are so oblivious of the situation that some of us found ourselves in when we were in exile. Many of you may remember that when we had uh, 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 something in the park over there, uh, fun in the park, we had to get a generator. That was a silent generator. You didn't see any fumes. What I'm talking about, there are fumes all over the place. 
uh, and you press it and it was able to power the music for us. Acts chapter 1 said likewise. But you shall receive power. The Holy Spirit is the believer's key to power. Power is the ability to get results. The day you were born again, the Holy Spirit was poured in your heart, planting what I call a power seed into your life. Let me give you a good analogy and then we'll go on quickly. Many of us do not recognize that you would need power to power what will power you. Many times, the Holy Spirit gives us power that we may have power to be able to defeat any power that comes against us. Uh, I, I think many of you have missed it. You, you, many of us live a life of, of, of a reckless life of no caution. And what I mean by that is that many of us do not understand that principalities and powers of darkness exist. Uh, you so when we wake up in the morning, we wake up anyhow and we go to bed anyhow and we go anyhow, we eat anyhow, we associate with anyhow and anybody and anything. Even if you know they're the devil, you will still say, you will still associate with them. There's no discernment. There's no caution. There's no, there's no, there's no, what would I say? Boundaries. You will go to any church. You will step your foot in anything. There's a, there's a, I don't know what to call it, down the road. Turn, let me not even tell you where it is. So you don't go. Because there's no boundaries for some people. A pastor just said there's something down there. Maybe we should try it. You just, look, it's as dark as it is. It is a, they call it the church of the witchcraft, wizard, sophist. It's just here. They're operating everywhere. I was in a plane sometime. When we were, said, well, you know, we're fasting. No, we're fasting too. Oh, hallelujah, praise God. Oh, you know. No, we, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm involved in a cult. In a, we, we fast too. And these are the people you're eating and drinking with that you have no idea that you need the power of God. Things are happening in our generation from one generation to another generation to another generation and you're still eating biscuits and drink without realizing that you really need to pray. You get into a relationship, you don't know what that person has got involved with or what, is, what, is, what has been generated in their lineage. It has nothing to do with them, but you need power. You need power. Are you getting hot? <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you need power I have to help you you need power you need power because even the person that you're dating doesn't really know what has happened oh God oh somebody has just you need a generator in your life that will be able to obliterate any Goliath that may rise up in your relationship but many of us just think, eh, he doesn't talk to me. She doesn't talk to me. Eh, things are going. That's what your father did. That's what the father did. If you knew that's what the father did, then you get on your knees and you better generate power that will give you power to defeat any what? Because truly, power, past power. <laughs> There's only one name that is above every other name. And the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Even in my lineage, I have to pray. I have to pray. I have to defeat power. My dad is sitting down here. He knows everybody in our lineage. No, no one had a bicycle for a very long time. He was the only one that had a car. 
uh, managed to get a car. Uh, and I knew we, 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 we needed to pray. I thought a relocation will, change, will shake the devil. I came to England and poverty power followed me. <laughs> My first car, I was pushing it all over the place. If I broke down so much so that the person I was dating says, uh, what should we do? I said, no, you can go home. It was a test. So I'm delivering some ladies right now. She got her hatches and says, okay, call me and tell me how it goes. That was the last time I ever called her to tell her how my life goes. Somebody say, now, pastor, I, at least I, I chose wisely now. If you can't stay with me, you were in the car. You didn't realize you were wearing high heels then. And then you were in the car. And my power car broke down. And you decide that I should repair it. And you went AWOL forever. <laughs> and you know, the, the worst thing is that I didn't have enough money to even have AA. So, 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 it, it, it was bad. And I kept going. One day I decided, when I wanted to buy a car, that I'm just going to break the yoke of my family. Nobody in my lineage had a good car. Nobody. So, I need to break the lineage. So, first thing I had to do was to associate with someone who understands how to break those yokes. And so, I married right. <laughs> because I've shared this so many times. When I was praying for a car, I was praying lower. She was praying higher. Who you associate with also delivers you from where you're coming from. Two shall put a flight, 10,000. You're not saying yes. The, 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 the Brazilian hair has no power. It's a dead hair that you're putting on. What you need is... What you need is power. Let me, let me deliver the ladies. His six-pack has no power. The six-pack... When the devil comes, everything will go flat. I promise you. He will not even remember that he has guns. guns which guns? That gun here cannot shoot even the smallest demon. You need power. You need a man that will stand strong. He may be short, but he is a strong, mighty man. He can pull down any Goliath. Don't approach me by my size. Because it is not the fight that I'm afraid of. It is the size of the fight that is inside me. I will fight you to the grave because God is on the inside of me. I may not be as powerful as you are physically. I may not have as much money as you have physically. But my strength comes from the Lord God who made the heavens and the earth. And because the Holy Spirit is with me. He generates power. And power means ability, efficiency, and might. You're missing out, both, Because your daily gymming can't deliver you from some certain principalities you've picked up. God's Holy Spirit is a divine operator and a divine generator. One of the things the Holy Spirit does is that he empowers us to give birth to greatness. He empowers us to give birth to what? Greatness. Mary 
was impregnated by the Holy Spirit to give birth to Jesus. Luke chapter 135 says, And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also, that Holy One who is born will be called the Son of God. So let me encourage you today, beloved. You are a child of God. You no longer have to go through life struggling and striving in your own strength. You don't have to make things happen by your own ability. And you were not created to fight your own battles by your own resources. You should stop trying to make things happen by your own strength. Because when you start to make it happen by your own strength, you start to limit God to the understanding of your own abilities. And we cannot experience great power like that. Listen to me. When we talk about this, and and, and I need to remind myself of this, when we talk about the Holy Spirit coming upon you, it doesn't exonerate you from your own power. Let me explain this. This went down well in the first service. Uh, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, it doesn't mean you have an excuse. When I was in university, I had a fellowship that I was dealing with. And in the fellowship, I ministered all throughout the night. And then I had the test the following morning. Unlike some Pentecostal rascals. Yeah. All they would say is, God, you see, I have labeled prayed, been in church, served, ushered, did all this thing. So God, in the middle of the night, give me the questions. Problem even is this. Even if the Holy Spirit gives you the questions, you even still don't know the answer. (laughs) Because you didn't read. That's the point. I finished that day and I really wanted to take that route. Like I, I did God's job, God, God should bless me. I got back to my hostel and I said to God, God, give me the power to be able to read. Divine operator, I didn't say operator then, I didn't even, I didn't have enough phonetics to know that he was a divine operator. I just said, Holy Spirit, teach me what to read and what to ignore. So I picked my books, went down to the library, put my books in front of me and I started to doze off. Put my head on the table, slept or snored for five minutes, either one, pick each one. And I got up after five minutes and then I was able to read through the night. Ignoring and skipping what I felt wasn't relevant, focusing on what I felt by inspiration, what was relevant leaning on the Holy Spirit, generate, oh God, generating ability and making me efficient in reading. Ah! And I left the place, did the exam, and came out with 85%. Before you say, ooh, the Holy Spirit is not empowering you to sleep. Neither is the Holy Spirit empowering you to ignore your responsibility. Actually, he's giving you power to be able to deal with things as it comes to you as the future unfolds. 
when the Holy Spirit came upon David in the backside of the desert, the Holy Spirit and the anointing came upon him to do what? What did he do? Fight what? Nah. God will bring victory anyway. God gave him the Holy Spirit to deal with Saul. Throughout the tenor when Saul was running after him. He gave him the capacity, the ability to evade capture, the efficiency to gather more people around him, and the might to become strong. God was preparing him for where he was taking him to. Not just one single event. It wasn't the sling and the stone that David continued to use to defeat the enemy. It only happened one time. It's like someone who will have one-time visitation and make it a principle. It's just a one-time visitation for where you are at that moment. But when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, it is a generator of power for the things that you may go through. And that's why, as a young person, single, God is giving you power and is increasing that power upon you. But that power is not only for where you are. As you continue to pray, he will give you power to lift your life up, but also give you power to lift your children, to lift your husband, to lift your career, and that that power is generated so much enough in you that you can carry responsibilities without falling apart. If you think it was easy to carry these two things, come and do it. It's power. You're not in the gym because of today. You're in the gym because of your tomorrow. You're not exercising because of today. You're exercising so your bones are strong enough so when you hit your 50s and your 60s and your 70s, you can still go strong. I, I recently heard that the more you exercise yourself, I don't have the medical terms, you understand, I don't even want to try it, that's not my business, I just wanted to get the idea. And the more you exercise, the more that your brain focuses and your muscles of your brain starts to strengthen that it even stops uh, dementia as you go along in life. The food that you're eating today will bring a harvest for you tomorrow. Did you see that nobody said amen? <laughs> Why do you say amen? Okay. The prayer that you're praying today will produce a harvest for tomorrow. The food that you're eating today Do you realize that eating chicken, eating meat, eating crepes, eating drink, all drink goes through your digestive system. Anything goes through. You don't realize that you're setting yourself up for tomorrow. Tomorrow. When God gives you the Holy Spirit, it is not only for what he wants to do today. I didn't pray and fast in January for January. In fact, some of my fasting is going to reap rewards in five years to come. 
I will get in the midst of Goliath and I would already have enough power to carry two things together and cross the enemy. I will be able to look into my family, look and pray over my son, look into situations because God has given me the power. If you don't have enough power right now to deal with what you're going through, how are you going to run with chariots? So, good news or bad news depends on how you see it. The Holy Spirit generates power inside you. Not always to eliminate the problem, but for you to stand strong against the problem. God's not going to kill your wife. And your husband is not going anywhere. The truth of the matter is, God will create enough power on the inside of you that you can stand your ground against any advancement coming against your life. You want to get married? You better be a bulldog. Let me divert a bit. Marriage is not for timid people. It's not for timid women. Ah! 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 You do know the principalities you're dealing with. They're after your husband. Marriage is for bulldogs. It's for women that says, I have worked too long and too hard for this. Woe betide you if you smile anyhow. No, I'm serious. No, no, no. What do you think? And the reason why some of you are just smiling sheepishly is because you do not know the asset you have in your house. No, you have no idea. You think there's past their sell by date. Somebody is it's just best before, not expired. <laughs> Okay. okay, 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 okay. Calm down now. Calm down now. Calm down now. Calm down. <laughs> and you can't do this by your own power or by your own might. Checking phones is not going to help you. I knew I couldn't duplicate the first service. Checking phones is not going to help you. What is going to help you is if you dial into heaven. And heaven gives you enough power that that demonic woman let me first deal with the women first that demonic woman that Jezebel that wants to step into the corridors of your heart's husband ah you have enough power to block it they are using maybe not here but I'm sure it happens they are using diabolical powers to take what is rightfully yours and here you are eating biscuits there is a time where you get into the presence of God and say, devil, you want to try me? Come on, come on, come on. I've got enough power, enough ability, enough efficiency and might. I'm not tired. Honey, when and how? I'm not tired. Somebody will get that tomorrow. Here you are. One small, small floozy in short skirt, now wants to come against what you have built over the years. Woe betide that message. You stand in the presence of God to generate enough power so that when they see you, you will continue to be a witness. 
You're not going to Oot and Haggard over one person. You're not competing. There's no competition. Beside me, there's no order. I am like my God. Likewise, husbands, you should have enough wisdom to guide your home. He's not going to the gym every day and you need to because... (laughs) You need to exercise. You need to live long. But when you're confronted with this woman... Bible says it's better to live in the rooftop than in the same house with a nagging and a contentious woman. You need to have enough of God to be able to deal with it. Generate power that on a daily basis you can handle the woman, you can handle the children, you can handle your job, and you will be efficient, you will have ability, and you will have might. Where are you running from? Who are you running to? And, 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 and listen to me. When God's power comes upon you, He makes you do three things. Number one, He puts you in charge of the affairs of things around you. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and it is upon you, I'm just trying to activate the role of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes, 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 Holy Spirit It's there when you gave your life to Jesus. The only reason why it's not working is because of the value you place on it. What value you place on something becomes the direction of your life. If you place value on coming to church, you will be in church. If you place value on watching football while there's church, you will be watching football. You understand? And when the devil comes, he will watch you play football. This is as simple as that. If you place value on your wife, you will be there for her. You will buy flowers. You will buy a card. You will buy clothes. You will buy jewelry. It's whatever you place value on. I don't have time. It's because you don't value what you have. When you value what you have, you will pay cognizance to, to it. You will talk to it. You will speak to it. You will, you, you will protect it. You will ensure it. Mm-hmm. 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 And so, by the way, just before Wednesday, let me just give it to some, just giving you some on Wednesday. Any man that cannot insure you, don't go out with them. Thank, clap, let them clap. Ah, don't be, leave those phones around. And if he cannot insure you, you, are, you will soon have an accident that nobody can pay for. Vice versa too. When, the, when you value the Holy Spirit, you will place a premium insurance on the Holy Spirit daily because he will be your divine operator and your divine generator. And while he's your divine generator, what he does, he, does he, he, he puts you in charge. You have enough of God on the inside of you to be in charge. Number two, he also pushes you beyond your ability. When there is divine power and generator, please excuse me for those who don't understand the issues they're having in Africa regarding power and electricity. But the only place I can know because I have to visit there from time to time to see my dad is in Nigeria. 
And in Nigeria, they have a company like British Gas or Stuff Electric. You understand? General Electric or something like that. In Nigeria, they call it, what do they call it? Nepa. They call it Nepa. They call it Nepa. Now, the meaning of Nepa means National Electricity. I don't know what, they should take the power and the authority out because there's no power that they're generating an authority. There's nothing in there. But listen to me. When they take away the electricity, it makes them feel that they're in charge. When you switch on your own generator, you turn to Nepa and say to Nepa, I I'm ultimately in charge because this generator can only be switched off and on by me. You cannot come from where you are and start to dictate where I am. So also is the Holy Spirit. No one can unseat you from where you're sitting. No one can take your job. No one can give you what is not yours because your power and your resource comes from God where nobody can touch it. So he says to you, one, you are in charge. Number two, I will come upon you and push you beyond your ability. So the Holy Spirit comes down and says to this young man, he says, come, uh, you're sitting down for too long. I don't want to know what your name is. I don't know if you can sing. Give me a microphone, he's going to sing today. <laughs> hey! And he says to him, he, he, he's sitting and, he's, and as I said, you will sing. He's shaking his head. No, I can't sing. Because in his own ability and by his own power, he can't sing. But when the Holy Spirit comes upon him, he picks him up and starts pushing him, pushing him, pushing him pushes him and then makes him stand before everyone. You're going to sing, right? Listen, listen. And the Holy Spirit says to him, sing, sing. Anything. You don't need the keyboards. They will follow you because you're now in charge. Hey! Sing. And the Lord shall be my shepherd. Is that thing? Switch the microphone on. Give me a song. Give me a song. Alpha uh-huh. and Omega. Keep singing, keep singing. He just followed you. We worship you. You are in charge by the Holy Spirit. We give you, we give you, we give you, we give you. Come on. We give See his hands. See his hands. Hey! Hey! Ha 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 ha! Hey! See, 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 see. Listen, listen, listen. While he was sitting down, he never knew that one day he would stand up here. And every will follow him because it's not by his power, it's not by his might. There was another power of authority that said to him, Sing. 
and he sang. And even if some of you were ready to laugh, you still had to follow. He didn't say to the guy, uh, what's the key? No. The guy will follow. Why? Because the Holy Spirit puts you in charge first. And then he pushes you beyond your ability. And the last thing he will do is he will pull you out of obscurity. Where you're hiding, he will put you in there. He will say, come out, stand here. I'm about to do through you what no man can do through you. Amen. Did you get anything from me today? Woo! Amen. So, remember that was a divine laying of hands. That doesn't mean he's leading praise and worship. <laughs> this will go on forever in the archives. They recorded it. You just tell them one day I was pushed, put in charge, and the God pulled out a singing voice that the whole church had to follow. Your life. God will put you in charge. He will push you beyond your ability. And he will pull you from obscurity. You've been listening to Ty Adeshugba, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. We hope you enjoyed this message. For further inquiries, visit us at www.worshiptabernacle.org.uk Alternatively, call us on 020 7435-3939 You can find us at the Citadel Worship Tabernacle 131 St. John's Way N19 3RQ Archway, London Thank you for listening